inside Joe. All right, so um, just being straightforward, this is a really difficult, um, I guess you'd call it an episode to do. Um, I don't even know really where to start. Um, I mean, you could tell from the title um, and description, um, but this whole episode um, that I'm doing here is just really, I just want people to know who Rob was uh, to me. So just for some context here, um, I just recently found out that Rob, Rob Sutton uh, passed away uh, recently um, and unexpectedly. So um, yeah, I'm I'm still kind of in shock here um, with the whole thing and trying to, I guess, wrap my head around all this, just thinking about him. Honestly, sometimes I just, I feel like this is just a nightmare and I'll wake up. Yeah. Just kind of dealing with understanding what, what the, what's going on here. But really, um, I just wanted, I just really wanted to do this episode because Rob meant so much to me. And uh, he was in, you know, started this podcast back in 2016. Um, Just, you know, because it was, it became a really great excuse to get to know people on a deeper level. And um, in my head, I always knew that this is just a really cool idea that you could record these conversations. You could go back to it when you're old and gray um, and kind of see who you were when you were younger and uh, just get to hear your friends again at that specific time. And uh, the very first episode um, that we ever had, um, you know, I did it with Andre and um, Rob was our very first guest. Um, so he was episode one of the Inside Joe. Um, and that's why, and that's why today, you know, I really wanted, after I found out the news that, um, of what happened, uh, you know, I just wanted to, I felt the need uh, to record this because it was so unexpected. I never got the chance. I never got the chance to say goodbye. And Rob was always so supportive uh, of the podcast and really everything. Um, just being the type of friend that he was. Um, so yeah, this is the best way that I could come up with to pay some kind of tribute and, um, to say goodbye. From the very first episode that we had Robin, um, edited a lot of, you know, me and Andre talking just because, um, just really wanted people that wanted to hear Rob's voice again, hear him laugh and be kind of goofy, um, talk about silly things, uh, in our topics, um, just to remember 
you know, his personality, how he sounded. Um, yeah. So the edited version, um, will be on this episode. Um, but before, you know, we get to that, I just really wanted to just highlight a couple of memories, um, that I had with Rob that I'll always remember. So this is, um, how Rob and I actually first met. So, um, I was working at the startup company at the time. Um, and Rob was new. Um, so he came, I remember with a tie and a dress shirt, he looked really professional, um, and really serious. And, you know, I just thought, yeah, I'm probably not going to get along with this guy. Um, because that's not the vibe that I was really giving out at the time. I think I, I think I trained him for a couple of things here and there. Um, and he was really intentive and really just trying to learn everything. Um, and even though I am older than Rob, uh, he always felt older than me. So <laughs> I, I kind of felt in an odd way, like his younger brother in certain situations. So, um, yeah, I never thought, you know, at the time that we'd become so close. Um, and you know, it just took a couple of weeks, um, at the job. I think after he was done with training, um, I realized that we both kind of, uh, at the time really did have an addiction to energy drinks. Um, so I was all hopped up on energy drinks. So I was kind of just a super goofy version of who I am. And, uh, I remember really the point where we kind of became friends was, you know, we were in the bathroom, um, and I, I saw that he had an energy drink uh, by the sink. It was like a rock star energy drink. And I just was so awkward and just a, did not care for some reason. <laughs> and I just went up to him and I'm like, Hey, rock star, huh? I'm like, I'm into energy drinks too. Um, and he just looked at me like, what are you smoking, man? And I'm like, all right, like, yeah, this is not, I'm just trying to start conversation. <laughs> and I thought I'd probably never talk to him again, but instead he just gave me that look and then he cracked a smile and he, I, I don't know why, but he kind of saw what I was all about. Um, and we just kind of became, we just really clicked from there and out. I think, um, I think he just knew I was really strange and he was also, he's kind of a weird guy himself. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we just got along ever since then. Um, and then eventually we both became managers at that same job. Um, and I just remember anytime I was stressed out, anytime I just wanted to just leave the country, even, um, I would just sit by him, um, at his desk and it never felt like I was at work. It was like anytime we were talking to each other, I just felt like we were part of a team. Um, and it was kind of my, a bit of my oasis at work. We would always kind of joke around, um, that we're like a cartoon duo, um, just because we were basically the reverse version of rush hour. Um, because I'm Asian, but I'm definitely the goofy one. Uh, and he knew how to fight. So, uh, we, we always just joke that we were the reverse version of rush hour. 
Um, and in my mind, I'm like, we could create a cartoon. That could be a cartoon series where we just do that. We would kind of joke that we were just formal um, at work, but uh, he would always call me Mr. Yoon. And I would always call him Mr. Sutton. So um, hence the title. Um, I, anytime we text or anything, I would always call him Mr. Sutton and see how he was doing. Um, but yeah, we really just grew a friendship through that, you know, company outings, really that startup that we had worked at was really vital in my life. I, I made pretty much almost all of my close relationships today are all from that job. Um, you know, Andre, Gabe, Nura, obviously is a big one. Um, I met everyone there. Um, at that job. Um, and that includes Rob. So it was just a special time in my life. I know, um, where it was just so much fun. You know, we would go hang out, we would go to Seven Eleven. we would put a drink in the slushy <laughs> or something like that. And then just walk around the city. Um, and it just felt like we owned the city at that time. Cause it was just a whole bunch of us just walking around doing whatever we wanted. Um, even though we didn't have much money at that time, but, uh, those were definitely the best memories. Rob and I also shared the Sunday to Thursday shift. So Sundays were always a bit dead. Um, so we would just kind of hang out most of the time on the Sundays. Sometimes, uh, you know, Rob would take off the Sundays, um, but he would, come over and, and drive over, uh, to work, um, at the end of my shift and just be like, get in. <laughs> He's like, I'll drive you home, man. And I was like, what are you doing here, man? It's your day off. You know, you don't have to be here. And he's like, just get in. He's just get in my brother. And I get in and he would just hand me a cup of Hennessy. Um, and we would, he would just drive me home. And on the way, uh, we would drive along the Lakeshore drive and see that beautiful view of the lake um, and the city and just coast. And he would blast his music and we would just ride. Um, and that was just the best memory. Outside of work, I mean, you couldn't have found a better friend, um, in your, especially in your 20s, you know, when you're trying to figure everything out in life, you know, uh, the, you know, the girl that you want to be with. You know, the, the insecurities that come with that work, uh, just kind of navigating friends and life. Uh, my friend Jeff, who only met Rob a couple of times, I think said it best. You know, he described Rob as being fiercely loyal. Um, and that's exactly who he is. He was fiercely loyal to his friends. And a good example of that, um, when Nura and I, you know, we were dating at that time for only about three months. Uh, you know, we, we really knew we liked each other, but she was going back to Palestine and a lot of unknown was happening. I didn't know if I'd, I'd even see her ever again. Um, so I was really emotional at that time. Um, and Rob knew that and it was really difficult, but I looked through some of the text messages that Rob would send me. Um, and there were a lot cause that guy, um, would always 
hit me up for any holiday, birthday, um, any occasion. He would just call me up randomly just to check up on me. Um, he was just that kind of guy. And he, he had a weird sense of knowing when, <laughs> when I wasn't well, like when I, when I was stressed or like things just weren't good with me or I was like, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen with me and Nura. Um, and he would always hit me up at the right time. And, um, I know the day of, um, Nura was about to leave for a flight to Palestine and I didn't, wasn't sure what was going to happen with us. He hit me up, he texted me and just asked me how I was doing. And I, I let him know, you know, Nura and I are in brunch. This is real hard. I don't know. You know, I was just kind of real blunt with it. Like, this is difficult. Uh, and he just replied back, man. He's like, I got you. He's like, I'll come by uh, after you come back from the airport. Um, I'll bring some Hennessy. <laughs> and we could just, you know, we could just hang out. You know, we don't have to talk at all. Um, and he just, he's just going to be there for me. And Uh, that text message was really difficult uh, to look back at because I think it's so rare to have a friend like that, you know, and it, it's something I really, really appreciated about him. I know there are other stories um, just from that time, even um, when we all became friends and hung out and, you know, went to bars and just kind of, <laughs> it, honestly, it was, it was more fun than college. It was like my college that I thought I would have. Um, but afterwards, so, um, Mr. Sutton was a huge part of that experience. Anything that we went through, I was able to talk to him. He has a really tough exterior. If you don't know him, he could look kind of intimidating, but when he let you in, man, this guy is the best friend, uh, that you could ask for. So before I start crying again, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and play the very first episode uh, of the Inside Joe that we did with Rob. And um, yeah, just take a listen to this great guy who went on a podcast and did not know what a podcast was at the time um, and really just gave, gave it his all for me. Uh, Cause he's just such a, he was such a great friend. Welcome to the very first episode of the inside Joe. Uh, today we get to know Rob and Andre, very close friends of mine. Uh, we get to talk about music, love, and a bionic penis. Um, if you listen close enough, you'll definitely hear us slurring our words because we did have a couple of drinks along the way. But uh, let's go get it. We have Rob uh, over here. If you want to say hi, Rob. Hey, guys. What's up? So um, just kind of wanted to get to know Rob before we kind of begin here. Um, for Obviously, for those that don't know him, which is most of you, Rob knows how to fight. Is that right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love to fight. Yeah, what kind of fighting do you do? Uh, karate, taekwondo, boxing. I was 11 years old. Um, I got into it because I was super overweight, so I wanted to learn how to defend myself, yeah. also lose weight. So yeah. it was always something that I was interested in. 
is that something like does anyone do you have something that looked up to you had something to look up to or was it just like I need to learn how to fight <laughs> or I just enjoy fighting have you ever seen this movie called uh, what's the name uh, Bruce Leroy uh, it's like a black Bruce Lee Bruce yeah. Leroy the, yeah the, the, the last, last dragon. dragon the last dragon yeah, <laughs> yeah I know the last dragon no the starts, starts glowing <laughs> yeah so like in the movie he yeah. caught a bullet with his teeth okay <laughs> the black guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he just went super saiyan after that yeah and he beat the master called show enough was yeah. it yeah Show, who's the baddest? Show, Show enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, this was like, so it was a black Bruce Lee, uh, yep. and you saw that movie at how old? Oof, I think I was nine, ten. And then you were like, I want to be that guy? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was nice, man. All right, so that's when you started fighting. What else do you have? Any other interests you have? Not really. I'm just a physical person. You yeah. Know, you know I'm pretty physical. <laughs> yeah, you're a physical guy. I do know Rob pretty well, and I know that you have some musical interests that people, if they met you, would be very shocked by. Why do you think it would be shocking, though? You are, you are a strong black man. Bruce Leroy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that uh, if, you know, just to describe what Rob looks like, I think, I, I always said that you look like you could have played like a like a cornerback in the NFL if you really wanted to, or at least college, if you trained for it. Um, okay, I can see that. So like, the type of music, uh, if you want to just let everyone know what music you actually do listen to. Uh, screamo, metalcore, deathcore. Stuff like that. A Van Sevenfold, Bring Me to yeah. Horizon, stuff yeah. like that. It's like really chill music. That's chill? No. You guys, this question's for both of you. Okay. Very first CD you ever bought. <laughs> so um, whoever got it first. Nelly Country Grammar. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yep. That was the first CD. And I are remember. you proud of it? Uh <laughs> Not really, but what can you do? It's, it's not a bad choice. I'll I'll let you know what mine was later, but no, it's not a bad choice. It's <laughs> just my my mom. She told me not to listen to the curse word version. Yeah. So one day she came home early and heard me listening to it, and she beat me for it. She beat you? <laughs> yeah, she beat my ass. What, what swears were in there? I don't I don't even remember. It's like shit. Everything. Really? It's hip hop. What did she whip you with? A belt? What you mean? Hey, yeah. hey, I think we all have stories of like... Once they get to know me a little bit better, we'll go into what else I've been trying. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. We won't, we won't go straight to abuse. That's too funny. We'll, 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 let, we'll let that ease into it. We'll ease into abuse. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So what about you, Dre? First album. Was I whoop with? No, no. No. First CD you ever bought. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dang, I'm trying to think. I can't remember which came first, but I know Mob Deep, H&IC was one of them. So to make both of you guys feel better about your choices, I have my very first legitimate CD, like the whole CD I bought. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Uh, it was... I secretly went and bought the uh, Backstreet Boys CD. Oh, hell no. <clears throat> but the uh, the real CD I wanted before that, though, so that I really looked for, was, uh, <laughs> was Green Day. But uh, we're going to move on here. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go just, just to some questions here. Rob, you had one for us. Oh, yeah. Um, so what do you guys think about when you hear play chess, not checkers? What do you guys think about that? What comes to mind when you first hear that? I think it moves ahead of people. So 
Plus, also, depending on the people that you have around you, you're not going to treat, like, checkers, every piece is the same. So you got to know the people around you, how to orchestrate. So if you, you already know who's your queen, who's your knight, who you're going to send in which place. And also just thinking, like, five steps ahead of somebody. Okay. So you're still on level one. I'm, like, level 20. So this is like it's a super saint. <laughs> so this is like a psychological question. Like first thing that pops into your head when I say chess versus checkers, is that what you're asking? Pretty much, yeah. First thing I, I think of that I think about relationships, I think. Wow. Because I think yeah. that's just the way I'm built. I think I always focus on relationships but more than what about relationships? And when you say relationships, yeah. you don't just mean like a, a woman and a man. You, no. You mean like overall people. Overall right? people. Okay. Yeah, like friendships, uh, work. Um, yeah. It could be, okay. it could be uh, you know, a relationship oh, with a girl you. too. But you. overall. Relationships, let's go there. Yeah. Didn't happen to me. Sure. Let's say you see two people that's happy with each other and someone from the outside wanting what the other person may have. They know they just can't come up to your face saying, look, I want this. I want this with you, because they're gonna say no. I like this other person. Sorry, can't really do anything. Yeah. Okay. Person sit down, plot, and then they just try and think of other ways where they can get this other person to reject you. So when they do, they come into the circle, and even if they don't choose you, nine out of ten chances they can get you to do something with them. So if you try and go back to the other party, it's like, oh, I can't believe you did that with this guy. Oh, I can't believe you did that with this girl. <laughs> So that's chess. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's chess, but it lacks integrity and it's yeah. just wrong. What do you think about that, Dre? Does that come I mean, to similar minds? Yeah, I, I get it though. I mean, it depends what situation you want to use it in, like competition-wise, obviously. But uh, like you said, relationships and shit, um, checkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm biased because all of the times I heard that it was just bad. Well, let me. That brings me to this. True, that brings you me. Hear it in mostly corporate settings too. That's that brings me to this question, thing. though. I guess kind of similar to what you just ended with Dre and and what I was talking about. Yeah. Would you want a, a chess type of relationship with a girl, or a checkers type of relationship? Checkers. Yeah. You want checkers? Oh, yeah. Why? Checkers. It's simple. It's easy. You get each other. There's, there's a lot of girls that like to complicate shit. Yeah. And try to be like. Well, you should just know this. Just come out and tell me what it is, like what you want or what I'm yeah. not giving you. But you want to go about it in this roundabout way and throw all these tests at me along the way. And then if I don't pass your test, you're going to just call me out on it. So I'm like, just keep it Yeah. What about you, Rob? I know what I want, but I don't think checkers exist anymore. It doesn't. <laughs> with, with, with relationships. Like, it, yeah. you, don't, yeah. you don't see it too often where it's just like, oh, they know what I want, or this is simple, this is simple, because of people where they came from. They came yeah. from people like, oh, kind of fail too fast, so you got loop A, B, C, or you uh -huh. got example one, two, three that you need to get through in order for me to... Mm -hmm go for it and then on top of that checkers is is simple a lot of people don't like simple anymore yeah it's true Very so true. yeah, yeah. Some no people i like complicated shit you can't lie it's a little bit fun sometimes yeah that's true a little bit fun as long as it's not over the, the top. same reason why people like all these reality tv show dramas and guys you know uh, you know what really helps with this complicated checkers or chess game that we play with is our sponsor for today. <laughs> Who's our sponsor? Our sponsor, I'm glad you asked, Rob, thanks. 
So our sponsor is Fun. Fun? There's no. That's my favorite band. I can't. How do they even know who we are? Um, so our producer Dre is here telling me that we're sponsored by Fun. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Just read. Oh, okay. So um, wow, we're we're sponsored by Fun. It's my favorite band. Um, they're the guys who sing Some Nights, one of my favorite songs ever. Um, keep reading. Just keep reading. Um, fun. Um, it's the feeling that you have when you're having a good time. It is not the band that you that Joe enjoys. No, so it's not the band. It's just the feeling fun. Um, so I guess we don't have a sponsor for the segment. It's just uh, fun. So have a good time. Piece of shit. <laughs> okay, let's... Let's keep it going then. I guess just take me to where, you know, your first relationship that you felt something with and how that went. I was around 18 or 19. It was a long distance relationship with this girl in Texas. Um, It went pretty well. I wouldn't... How can I put it? I felt something. So... It felt good, but um, like most first relationships, they never last. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's about it. Did you feel like, so I guess what, what's, what's really interesting about the first relationship is you don't know where it's going to go. Like now we could look back on it and be like, yeah, of course that's not going to work out. But when you're in it, I feel like you're like, hey, can this feeling last forever? You know, oh, like, yeah, 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 definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. So that's crazy. I think mm-hmm. when you're in it, you're really in it. You have no you're idea. You're so blind. Yeah, like you're so blind. It's such a disadvantage, though. Yeah, you, you need to be able to see, like everything. Hence, not, not saying like you need to see everything so you could go out and test the water. Yeah, not yeah. saying it like that, but you need to be aware. Like, hey, this don't make sense. Why? Yeah. Why am I with you? Learn how to play chess. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah letting you in here I grew up in a very conservative family um, did not allow dating uh, during high school yeah. so we went to like I had a we had a fight to go to dances me so, me less so because I was the youngest so so like you couldn't go to prom if you had- my, my siblings could not go to prom damn I did because I'm a bit more rebellious I guess you could say but, um, but yeah you're not allowed to I mean, they. By the time it got to me, they didn't care as much, <laughs> which is probably why I have this podcast and yeah. doing weird stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, when as soon as I went to college in Boston, I, I did my best to get the heck out of Chicago. Um, did not want to continue to this trend of whatever I was living. Um, so I went to Boston, met a girl really quick. Um, Met her in a bathroom. I believe she was going into she was going into um, the boys' bathroom, and then that's so you guys met in the boys' bathroom. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, I don't. I think the first thing I said to her was, uh, "You're not supposed to be here." (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, kind of fast forwarding. um, Yeah, that was like the first girl that I really had feelings for. What I learned, anything that kind of goes that quickly, amazing and scripted, goes down 
scripted as, as like, the ending of that movie where it's, like, sad and depressing and ridiculous. Well, that's understandable. Like, anything yeah. that has the power to make you feel that good, mm-hmm. if it's not there, makes you feel like shit. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> so, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's where I'm coming from with that. Um, <laughs> I like how this has become, like, a... We're gonna, we're gonna, we're, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna interject this with a new segment here. Um, it's a good time to go to do quick chatter, quick chatter, quick chatter, quick chatter, quick chatter, quick chatter news. So basically, we're gonna just go through some, uh, some news clippings here that you probably have not heard of yet. I promise you, it's not going to be anything to do with Donald Trump Thank or you. shootings. Um, or anything that is extremely depressing because that's all that's on the news right now. Um, so hopefully you guys learn some stuff here um, and then we'll talk about some of these. Okay. So the first one, I'm just gonna read from this first clipping. A former security worker at Brinks Company has been charged with stealing almost $200,000 worth of quarters. Quarters, so not dollars, quarters. An FBI investigation concluded that Dennis had replaced coins with beads in ballistic bags belonging to the Federal Reserve Coin Inventory. He must repay the money and face a federal sentence. The maximum Mm -hmm. penalty for bank theft is 10 years in prison and $250,000 of fines. Talk about a nickel and diamond situation. (laughs) (laughs) But my my thing is about that, if you know if you get caught, you're going to do this time anyway, why not go all out? Not justify it, but why do it with beads and quarters? You still face the same amount of time if you get wet. So I take it he did this over time, too. Like, little by little. Yeah. But it's crazy to me because 200 grand and it tells 250 grand just to fight. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's also all in quarters. So where is he going to, like, what bank is he going to that's not suspicious I'll of? He cash it out every day. No, it's probably like Coinstar. Like, yeah. like uh, local grocery stores. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, struggle, man. Man, that's crazy. I always thought about that, though. Like, the brink security guards. Like, that's had to happen. And then did, I guess. That's so dumb. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to go to the next one here. A Scottish man surgically outfitted with a so-called bionic penis has lost his virginity at age 44 with a sex worker who donated the session. Charlotte Rose, the escort, Rose called the experience an honor. Your first time is a memory in your life you never forget. I'm sure having sex with a bionic penis will also make you not forget. So, (laughs) he he, he didn't lose his virginity. He, he didn't lose it. Yeah. It wasn't his penis. Wait. So it doesn't count? Can he, can he feel anything? Like, what is... I would assume he could feel something. Okay. It it was... Does so, it make sense? I don't... So you think it's like a dildo, pretty much? Yeah, yeah it's pretty like, much. It's like saying, hey, Rob, I know you can't have sex, so I'm going to give you a dildo, and then I go <laughs> do whatever. A strap on. Yeah. Yeah. Am I truly having sex? Nah. So what's so what part of the portion would you be like half bionic, half true penis? Is that sex? What? Like what ratio are we talking about? Where there's no ratio. Like it's just fifty fifty. <laughs> like, yeah. like you you're not having Wait, sex. Right. You you're not. Especially if, if he's not feeling anything. I think he is. Like yeah, he's got to be hooked up somehow. I understand, but nah, bro. So he's still, he's still some tricks eyes. in there. 
Is it like a 007 bionic penis? Like, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't want to like dive too deep into this know, bionic penis. He, he didn't lose his virginity. So, in our eyes, I guess we could all say, us three say that he still is a virgin. Yeah. At yep. age 44. We're living in the future. And for our final segment, we actually have a sponsor from, uh, I can't believe it, one of my favorite musical artists of all time, Adele. Um, our, that's what my producer Andre is telling me right now. Is, uh, you gotta be shitting me, right? We got yeah. Adele? It's Adele. How does she even know that we have this show? Adele. Just read it. Okay, um, wow. Um, uh, Adele. Um, it's Adele desktop computer locked in a room. Um, desktop Adele, Adele desktop computer locked in a dark room. It's our sponsor. So it's not the it's not the singer. It's just a desktop Adele computer. Adele. So we don't have a sponsor apparently for today's episode at all. But let's finish strong and keep on rolling. And our next segment, and our final segment, we're going to be talking about social media. All right. We all use it. it. We all have it. So let's talk yeah. about it. Um, so, I mean, I mean, there's Facebook, there's Twitter, Snapchat, there's Instagram, a bunch of stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, Rob, what do you want to talk about here first? Um, the main one I actually use is Facebook. So we can start there if you want to. Okay. All right. So Facebook... Uh, it started off good, like, if you went to school with someone, you had mutual friends, cool. So it was always something that was, like, super simple. I guess everyone is, like, random until you actually meet them in yeah. person. But now, like, mm-hmm. you'll have random people that can message you, yeah. add you, your friends. Yeah. And it's all because of they may not like you. Yeah. Or they you're intriguing to them. Yeah. So they want to actually see, like, hey, what's going on? Like, some relationships actually start from Facebook now. People true. actually hook up now over Facebook. Mm-hmm. But it was it was pretty simple for me. Like, it never really turned into anything like dating for anyone. Do you, yeah. do you still like it, or do you feel like you're done with it? It's the devil. <laughs> so, so I take it you're done with it? No, like, when you say it's the devil, though, what do you, what do you mean? Um, on your way to work in the morning, yeah. how many people do you see on their phones on the train? You don't have to answer. So I guarantee. Seven. <laughs> I'm kidding. Everyone. I I get. Sure. I guarantee you, if I see seven people on the train on their phones, even though I'm not looking at their screen, probably about five or six are on Facebook, mm. not talking to anyone, just scrolling. Yeah. That's the devil. In everybody's business. That, that. I want to see what you're doing. You know, I, what I don't understand is the fascination of back in the day, you went on vacation. I'm talking about back, back in the day, like the 1960s, times I wasn't, we weren't alive, obviously. But like, you watch shows, etc., or even like the 90s. Yeah. People go to vacation, they have slideshows of like, hey, this is what I did. This is me on an elephant. This is me doing yada yada. And no one would care. Everyone's like, this is boring. How do I avoid this? Yep. But now it's like, oh, I want to see this. Yep. This is amazing. Like, I don't get that. <laughs> Where's that fascination coming from? I could care less. Yeah, they only put the good parts, too. Yeah, of course. Of course. Just like when you had people like on MySpace, life. like, taking snapshots of their tax return. 
in the middle of the year. <laughs> no, I've never seen that yeah. shit. Wait, what? what? That? I'm not saying that. Like, yo, you will have people like posting pictures of like, oh, look at my refund. Really? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Damn. And then in the middle of the year or probably two months later after they spent all the money. Right. You don't see any more pictures of money. No. They broke. Nobody wants to post that shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think I think it stems the to highlights. I think it stems to how everyone is more of wanting to be seen. Yeah. And wanting pretty much vanity. It's yeah. ego based. It's very ego based. Yeah. Vanity. So I feel like, you know, a lot of they may not necessarily admit it. But like you going on a rant on Facebook. Oh, I can't stand this. I can't stand this. Mm hmm. Or you want to make a point how grateful you are, mm-hmm. or you want to post this. It's just well, kind of going with that. I think we need to talk about when it's your birthday, okay? And, and how many times you get "Happy Birthday, Joe" or yeah. "HBDAY" or like what, what's the one that <laughs> what's what's the one that it's like super lazy? It's just like H HBD HBD yeah. I thought that was a sexual transmitted disease at first. I'm not even kidding. I'm like, HBD, why would you put that on my wall? It's my birthday. But um, I don't get this. The thing about that is, how many times have you seen people post on your wall, happy birthday, don't text or call? All the time. At all. So, which means if I post it on your wall, that's that whole more, more importance over me actually texting your phone yeah. or calling you saying oh, yeah. happy birthday so oh, yeah. which means like people hold facebook up so high like oh i put it on your wall you didn't see it how does that replace me reaching out to you you have people that post because they saw the notification hey exactly hbd yeah like, that's okay. a hell of a sexual disease anyway <laughs> you, you have you have that person like okay cool they didn't even text me or call me or reach out independently yeah and then Yet again, if you don't receive anything, you feeling like, man, do people yeah. even care? Yeah. So yeah. both of you guys are holding Facebook up here. Look right. at the power. Devil. Exactly. Wow. You know what? It's Rob is right. It's not as personal, though. Like you said, it's not as personal. I guess it upsets me because I know, like, a lot of people, they'll say, hey, it's not the devil because as long as you know how to use it appropriately, it's not the devil. It's like with any tool, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. But my thing is, usually people that say that, they get caught up in what I'm saying. If you see too many people not posting anything um, on your wall, or like they not talking to you on there, or it's just like completely dead to you, yeah. you're like, man, this is dull. Why do I even have this? Yeah. So it's like a, a need for, I don't know. Like notification or acceptance yeah. or recognition. No, or, I think you nailed it on the head right especially there. Especially with the liking yeah. of pictures and the liking yeah. of posts and the sharing of posts. Why are you sharing it? Do you mm-hmm. want to be seen? Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like Facebook feeds on everyone having a little bit of narcissism inside of them. Yeah, definitely. Like me, 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 and yeah. stuff like that. And so you have that attitude, like me, me, me. Let me show you what me, me, me has been doing. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you go to bed at night knowing that possibly someone is seeing you doing a lot better than them. So, but what does that say about exactly us, though? But we live in a very celebrity-based society. So are we all? And that's to be what we put on the pedestal. So nah. it's almost like gives you the chance to be like a mini celebrity in a way. Okay. Yeah, I, I get that. You know what I mean? 
but overall like it's it's more like hey I probably like attention or if I don't like attention and I'm just the one that's scrolling for the hell of it yeah why are you just scrolling for the hell of it are you that bored you right (laughs) you right or like you you just want to do it for the hell of it because so many other people are doing it now I I didn't want to transition to this initially the the dating apps etc but all this talk has kind of resonated with me with something that is is a bit of an annoyance in in, in the dating app thing because I've been on a couple of those unfortunately Um, which ones I'm not going to go there. Yes. But, <laughs> but what I want to say is to any ladies listening to this, so all two of you listening to the podcast right now, um, please do not take that picture. I know that John Hancock is a beautiful building, but I've seen this one picture done a billion times. It's the woman's bathroom in the John Hancock. It's a beautiful scene, but they all take the same picture crouching down. And it, it's just such a boring picture. And so please delete that photo. The second photo I would request, I know I sound like a dick right now. Crouching Tiger. But the second one, the Crouching Tiger, John Hancock. <laughs> but the second photo is the one where you went on some kind of missions or like you went to Africa or, you know, some, some different country to, to help out, which is a great thing. Right. And I think that's beautiful, to be honest. But I'm, for some reason, it irks me when I see that one picture where it's like, that one girl or guy in in a bunch of like children and you're in the middle of it and you're hugging them i know i sound like such a dick right now but like (laughs) i just see that so many times and then to see it on a dating app for some reason irks me like i think that's a beautiful thing that you did but i I just don't like the promotion of it i guess it's almost like they're making that moment filthy yeah no something pure and yeah yeah i I get that part i just I wanted to take into consideration like the ones that are actually passionate about it. Sure. And they really want to share that passion with other people. You're right. Like we do need to consider those people. Yeah. I feel like we're just talking based on what we usually see and how it's being portrayed. Yeah. And nine out of ten chances, if we're taking it that way, it's portrayed that way, it's that way from that person. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've been cynical about it because yeah. I see it so much. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I like feel like they're pimping it out almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, I also I think, you. but I, at the same time, I really think there it's an awesome thing. Yeah, it is an awesome. If it is genuine. Yeah. But the photo op if, is not cool. <laughs> if, my biggest thing is like all the social media is like people always trying to capture the moment, capture the moment, capture the moment. You're not really living in the moment then. You, you're right. always like, this is what I ate. This is what I'm doing right now. I swear to God, how many times have you seen somebody at the club? Literally, they don't look like they're having a good time. As soon as they put Snapchat on or some shit, they cheesing and they're (laughs) dancing. And then as soon as the Snapchat goes off, they're just like back to being like miserable and shit or just whatever. That shit pisses me off. I I mean, that's not life. I agree. No, it's not. It's a facade. Yeah. Yep. But uh, I just want to end on a kind of a more uplifting note. <laughs> no, but I do think that's a that's yeah. a topic that needs to be discussed more. Right. As far as like, I mean, it's our generation. We're still relatively young. I mean, we're part of it, so it's true. Yep. Um, but kind of you know, moving on. I just want to kind of I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. Obviously, it's been awesome talking to you it's guys. Been an honor, man. Um, for the listeners. 
I don't know if you can tell, but we've been drinking a bit um, towards the end. It might have gotten to us a bit, but uh, no, I really want to thank Rob um, and Andre for coming. Um, it's been a blast for the first episode, too, especially. Thanks for having us. All right, that was the first episode of the Inside Joe that we did with Rob. Um, I don't know about you, but it was just great to hear his voice again and hear him laugh. Um, and, and yeah, I'm just going to miss the guy. Mr. Sutton, I just wanted to say, I'll always remember that ride on Lakeshore Drive. I love you, man. And thank you for being such an incredible friend. The Inside Joe.